0: of the living mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moshi Moshi everyone and welcome to episode 30 of Super Sugoi Cast. I'm Justin. And I'm Alex. Last week we were talking about the first six episodes of Taboo Tattoo. This week we finished episodes 7 through 12. I believe there's only 12. There might be some chance of another episode coming out, but I don't think there it's should be.
1: possible. Yeah. But, yeah. I no, mean, there shouldn't be No, anymore. there
0: really shouldn't be. Like I said, I got an email about it from Crunchyroll saying, hey, new anime, check it out. So we did. Um, Thanks
1: a lot, Crunchyroll. Yeah,
0: not the best suggestion in the world. <laughs> uh, so, again, you can find it on Crunchyroll or Anime Planet if you guys really want to watch it.
1: As a reminder, the plot is high school student Segi is given a magical tattoo and finds himself in the middle of a war between the U.S. Army and the Kingdom of Salinistan for control over all the tattoos.
0: We left off with Segi training with BB, known as uh, Blood Blackstone, to uh, understand his powers better. We find out there are four runes that must be captured in order to control the tattoos, and the Kingdom already has two of them.
1: Oh, snap.
0: And I guess technically the U.S. has one, or at least they know where it is. Or is it the Japanese one that's
1: been captured? Because uh, this is where it doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah. in these last few episodes.
0: Uh, and why is it only the U.S. versus this like kingdom and not Japan when the story is centralized in Japan of all things? Because <laughs> like,
1: that doesn't matter. It, it,
0: I'm so <laughs> lost right now. The U.S. Army leads a mission to fight for the fourth rune. The third is unknown. We finally meet some new characters.
1: I had been waiting for that. Yeah. Because in the intro you see other characters mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, who are they? Who are these who people? Are they? Why haven't we seen them yet? Yeah. And then we finally got some. One of them is this ninja or shinobi named Cal, and she has a backup team, which is basically just a bunch of girls in maid outfits when they have machine yeah, guns. Which is really weird. Yeah. Like they yeah. showed up and I was like, Oh, okay. okay. I thought they were gonna be a whole nother gang. But they were like they're pretty badass. They were, but I mean why?
0: <laughs> not badass in looks, not badass in attitude, just badass in fighting. Like, they are yeah. really good.
1: The fight ends up taking up a few episodes, and the U.S. team takes a bunch of casualties, mm-hmm. and then the kingdom retreats. Like, there really wasn't anything no. big plot-wise that and happened. And, like, this is where I got really
0: disappointed, because, like, it's making up the kingdom to have, like, three, like, really strong characters, four even, of these people who have the tattoos, and then you kind of <laughs> meet the, uh, the U.S. Army, and you have... Seggy, who's got the one and he's kinda powerful, and then you meet Blood and Blood's okay. And then you have uh Oh, Izzy? Izzy, yeah. Her name's, like,
1: name's Bluesy Floozy, though. Bluezy, That's her floozy. Real name. Yeah. Bluezy, Bluezy. So like <laughs> I was like, What?
0: Yeah, really weird name. You think she's strong, but really she's not all that strong either. She's no. just fast. The thing is you meet like their colonel who goes by colonel lieutenant. Sanders yeah but he goes by lieutenant lieutenant. no he was and he got promoted but he prefers to go by lieutenant over colonel yeah it's weird but he looks like a badass yeah dude loses like both legs and his arms and goes blind like he's absolutely freaking useless in this fight yeah it was just like why
1: sticking things up people's butts
0: yeah with like dogs yeah. sticking dogs at <laughs> people's butts yeah. it's really freaking he's weird he's
1: always yelling about but, sticking like, something up a butt you at least thought he could
0: take out like a, a minion of like the kingdom no dude just got obliterated it was awful and I was very disappointed
1: the weirdest thing too was that okay so in this fight Like I said, the U.S. takes some casualties and the kingdom retreats, but the U.S. didn't win. No, I don't don't, know. It was like what? Why not?
0: They they didn't win because the kingdom still got the tattoo. Like so, the the way these like the ruins are captured, the kingdom's like leader, she like puts herself into the crystal. Oh, that's right. And, like, I don't know if she has to, like, have some, like, internal battle or if she's, like, collecting the source of all the tattoos into her own body to become more powerful.
1: I I mean... I didn't really understand. She has to,
0: like, attach or something.
1: They really didn't explain anything. And then after that, all of a sudden, everybody was back in Tokyo talking about Blood's master plan to destroy all the tattoos in existence or something. Something. And it was like, okay... So then we had to sit through a flashback episode of when BB worked undercover in the kingdom, mm-hmm. when he meets the princess and all of her clone sisters and mm-hmm. the and Cal in the first place and the king of Selinistan.
0: Who I guess couldn't have kids or something, so that's why he made all the clones? Or was it because he's trying to create like a clone army?
1: I don't know. I can't remember. I it wasn't he really clear. So that way they could have the tattoos? No, Maybe?
0: the tattoos were evolved of the humans testing for people like her because oh. the tattoos weren't around at first. They were like born from the knowledge of man
1: See, I don't creating even stuff.
0: Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> something like that if I remember right. It's I don't know, it's weird.
1: But then after that, so we get that flashback, but then we don't even go back to the present. We end up going a year into the future after the fight. And then for some reason Segi and Izzy are living in the woods in hiding.
0: With a couple other like army people, yeah. Well, because like the princess needs the four. She doesn't need the four runes per se. She needs the four void tattoos, which is what Segi is. He's got the void maker tattoo, right? And the princess from the kingdom has it, and then BB had it, but she absorbed him. No, no, Segi absorbed him. Yeah. So he technically well, he only has absorbed two.
1: Like a part of it
0: well no either way he took the key oh yeah yeah so segi technically has two and the princess has two so technically they have segi in hiding so that the princess can't find him to get the keys because if she gets all four keys of the void maker she becomes this like ultimate like god and it's just like so i think that's why they're in the woods and they're hiding yeah while they're living in this cabin their like cabin gets obliterated by like giant metal spikes which were kind of like, where the hell did these come from? They end up finding a video on the floor from the princess, who I guess always knew where they were.
1: Well, I doubt it was that hard to track the yeah, tattoos. Yeah, probably not. I mean,
0: <laughs> and basically she's like inviting them to be like, hey, we're at the Grand Canyon, come fight us
1: yeah because that's where the the third ruin is which is the last one that needs they to be, be collected yeah, yeah
0: and like it's it's bait obviously because segi's wanting to go fight her and then it's also bait for izzy because her friend who got captured there
1: well the video too was also really weird because it it made it seem more like a vacation kind of you know yeah, what it made they me were think like of? like on the private beach yeah do you remember um legally blonde kind of it made me think of Elle's orientation video to college like why you should select me to be in law school you oh, know no, she was I don't like in her hot tub that. and stuff at her college and she was like yeah you should vote for me to be in your in harvard or wherever yeah. it was that she was going okay i remember that and that it, was, exactly was kind of like, like that. that yeah
0: yeah all the strange sexual innuendos didn't go away they, they, and they, they didn't get any better no they got worse if anything like
1: then the last three episodes were just focused on the fight because they went to the grand canyon because mm-hmm. they had to go get that other friend It wasn't that big of a deal to me. It was like, so you're going to risk everything to get that one person who really has nothing to do with anything? Yeah, really though. And then they found out that the tattoos manifest into these giant beasts, which are, I guess, what the tattoos really are.
0: Yeah. One guy, like one of the princess's right hand people, he like turned into like a giant wasp looking beast that could create like void crystals
1: yeah but they or weren't some even that cool looking
0: no and then like seggy turned into a giant void monster and the princess turned into one and they had this like giant battle and they're like weird mech beasts
1: he ended up winning like at the last second somehow i don't even really I, during that fight i couldn't even really understand what was happening no they, it was really hard to see out
0: of all the fights which were the best part of the show this was the hardest one to read.
1: Yeah, like, they're just these giant, dark creatures. They, like,
0: yeah, they zoomed in the fight, so you were, like, right against their, like, bodies as they're going back and forth. And yeah. instead of it being zoomed out to see giant people fighting, made no sense.
1: Yeah, so we're just like, well, I think that shadows him, or maybe it's her. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and they didn't really clarify, because, like, one was purplish-blue, and one was, like, black with, like, silver, and it never really specified which was which until... Like near the end, like Seggy flies out of his monster's mouth and like punches her in the face, and that's how she, that's, <laughs> that's how he right. wins.
1: Yeah, he punched and he punched her. He didn't even punch the beast. Yeah, he like so it he, was like, like what? How'd that happen? His
0: beast opened her beast's mouth, and it's like they sit in their throats or something. Yeah, and, and then like,
1: he jumped into it and, and it was, like punched her. Yeah, so the whole thing was just really strange. It
0: was, and it's like they made it seem like it was this like doctor's plan the whole time. And the way that the doctor had it was, like, he wanted Seki to turn into his beast because he knew it would come down to brute strength fighting versus, like, the magic of the tattoos that she had.
1: And, of course, he knew martial arts. So, it was, like, that had something. So, the whole thing, basically, the martial arts is the key. Yeah, like... (laughs) Martial arts saved the world.
0: Something. I don't know, man. Either way, I don't have a whole lot else to say about this show except what, what? <laughs> like i'm i really 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 wanted this to be successful i like the fighting
1: yeah the first like the first one episode yeah I think, the was first like, one episode <laughs> yeah the, the first one it was okay but then after that it just kind of went downhill it really went quick.
0: downhill really fast yeah. and like i don't know man like certain people died that were like why did they
1: die why were they even that makes in the no first sense <laughs> yeah like well, I'm, I'm so hoping confused they don't make a season two because she didn't die you know? He punched no. her, and then she, like, went away. Yeah, she, like,
0: so, vanished, or... Right. I, I don't know. Either way, are you going to watch it if it comes up with more episodes?
1: No. I didn't even want to finish watching it no. with, with this. I, this
0: is one of the worst ones besides, like, the Mega Man show that we yeah. were going to attempt to watch that we got two episodes in. We're like, no, <laughs> never again will we subject ourselves to Hulu's crap.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, this was horrible. Like, honestly, uh, maybe the manga is good, Maybe but Crunchyroll... You have done me no favors. No, I. I mean, I'll probably <laughs> find another suggestion.
0: Me no Don't ever send me an email about taboo tattoos ever again. Yeah. To kind of make up for this really crappy one, we decided to kind of kick back and watch an older anime that I've always heard really good things about.
1: And it's called Death Note.
0: Yay! Yay! Like I had no idea what the show was about. All I had ever heard was that it's a really good manga, great anime. I have a cousin who watched the heck out of it, and so we decided to give it a shot. And obviously, we watched episodes one through six of 37 right now it's only on hulu and anime planet maybe it's because death notes sponsored by Viz media but the subtitles in this one were a lot better for a lot of hulu's animes
1: well i haven't had any issues with the subtitles aside from one punch man so i think it was just that show
0: because it's so new maybe
1: maybe i had actually watched death note before like in high school you did well no no no. well okay i say that but I, i i tried watching it in high school Because it was on, um, no, where was it? I want to say it was on TV, like on Toonami or something. Well, it
0: should be something by Viz Media, so probably Toonami.
1: Yeah, that may or may not have been true, but I tried watching it at one point, and it was just a random episode. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand what was happening. (laughs) Of course not, because
0: you actually have to watch this one from the beginning to kind of understand.
1: Yeah, and it was really slow for me, and I was just Mm kind of like, eh, I didn't didn't get interested in it. But after watching the first episode now, Mm -hmm. I was like super into it. It was really, really good, so I'm glad that I gave it another chance. Yeah.
0: So, the plot for this one, it's a story that follows a high school student, Light Yagami, and he discovers a supernatural notebook... From a Shinigami named Ryuk that grants the user the ability to kill anyone whose name and face he knows.
1: Which is ridiculous. That's pretty
0: powerful, man.
1: Like, I'm sure a ton of people would do some crazy stuff with that. Yeah. Who hasn't wanted a notebook to do that with? Right? And
0: so the thing is, Light's really smart. And like so he attempts to create and rule a world cleansed of evil as a god. But a detective known as L wants to stop him. So, I mean, like, in his mindset, and I'm sure in a lot of people's mindsets, when you go, hey, I can get rid of crime by getting rid of criminals that are doing bad things, why not? Who would miss those people? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily wrong.
1: It, it, this is one of those animes that runs the line, the fine line of morality mm-hmm. and what a person feels.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, the show, from what we've seen, like the brief overview that we've just covered it's not just about him killing people and trying to become a god it's like a miniature battle or not even it's just a main battle between two really smart young adults Uh one trying to become a god using the notebook and one trying to stop him and the battle between like wits is really good
1: yeah i like it it it, it makes me think very much of like old detective stories yeah and things, you know like i think that's why i like it a lot mm-hmm. because i don't know i like smart stuff <laughs>
0: well they're both really smart and the way they they like lay out what they're thinking about and how l finds one thing about light and light goes he probably knows about this now so i need to change up this and do this to try to mess with him like just the back and forth yeah it's so good and we're only six episodes in like we i think watched all six episodes in a day
1: they're kind of like opposites of each other yeah. or not opposites but like a mirror of something each other. yeah and his name's l and the other guy's name's light you know what i mean
0: Anyway, like we had mentioned, Light finds the notebook outside his high school with like a little note inside the notebook detailing its powers to kill anyone. He thinks it's a host, but after he tests it, he discovers it's real. Can you imagine finding notebook going, there's no way that I could kill somebody with this, just writing a name and knowing their face and then doing it?
1: Well, at least he was smart enough to do it on like a random criminal and mm-hmm. not on like, oh, this stupid kid from school.
0: Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because he does not like a lot of people.
1: Right. But I bet a lot of people would, would put like their best friend's name in there or something. something you know, Just to be just like, like oh. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> after he finds the notebook and he uses it a couple times, the Shinigami Ryuk shows up and like starts talking to him. But Light's the only one who can see this Shinigami because he's got the notebook that belonged to him.
1: And Shinigami, if you aren't familiar with them, they're kind of like reapers or like gods of death mm-hmm. or... It's kind of like a mix between the two, I guess you could say. Well, yeah, it
0: actually makes sense because it's like his notebook, so I'm sure he's the one who like yeah is gonna be killing people. I guess
1: you could kind of consider them in a way like Valkyries, except that they're not recruiting people for a war. Yeah, they're just they come and get you. I guess. I don't yeah. know.
0: I don't know. All right, well, actually, okay, so the Shinigami have these red eyes, and at a certain point in the show, Ryuk offers his eyes to Light. And by getting that power, you're able to know everyone's name, and you can see their death timer above their head. And when they see that your time's about to be up, they probably write you in the notebook to die how they see fit.
1: Well, remember Ryuk was saying that they only kill people. They put their names in the notebook so that way they can take the time that a person has left, and it adds on to their lifespan.
0: So, what's what stopping them from creating like mass murder?
1: They're bored. Yeah. In the Shinigami realm, they were just because they already sit did around. everything
0: with the Shinigami realm. That's right, huh? Yeah. So light starts killing like criminals in prison and like on the streets left and right so like the base of the notebook if you don't write any details on how you want the the people to die they just die of a heart attack within i think it's like what 48 seconds of you writing their name that's
1: some weird number something
0: like that yeah so People start dying left and right, which causes uh like Interpol and the Japanese police to like get together and have this giant meeting about how they need to stop this supernatural thing that's happening. Yeah. And this is, is where was we meet Interpol L
1: involved. I don't remember.
0: Um, I think because oh. it was happening all over.
1: No, because um they started for some reason the FBI was brought in.
0: Same reason that well I think that was because of L.
1: Oh, I, uh, think, I don't remember. I
0: think Interpol just brought it in because like it was affecting probably all of Japan and because of the supernaturalness to it i'd imagine like they're just trying to bring in anybody and everybody they could yeah so either way even with Interpol being in it it still ended up being the japanese police and l who took on the investigation during this meeting you meet l he's got like a sponsor someone who carries a laptop camera and a mic around for him no one knows what l looks like what he actually sounds like or what his real name is l's just what a pseudonym for his name a pseudonym pseudonym cover name right no one needs to know who he is because he solved tons of cases this way and i don't think anybody knows who his like carrier is either because that guy's always got like a hat and a super like giant raincoat on
1: he looks kind of like rorschach yes now light is getting all of this attention in the media and they started thinking they they started like he has followers now Mm -hmm. on the internet and they're calling him kira which is also a playoff of the English word for killer. Yeah. Because that's how Japanese would pronounce it. But now he's kind of seeing himself as getting recognition and he's kind of turning into a serial killer, you could say, because that's what a lot of them are trying to get at the same time. Mm -hmm. They want the notoriety. And so they're trying to figure out how they can start catching Kuda. and looking at all the the times that the murders are taking place, L comes to the conclusion that he must be a student. And they start trying to track who it could be, and they broadcast this thing only in a certain area of Japan. Yeah, and, which
0: was super freaking clever, by the way.
1: Yeah, and they were going to gonna do it at different times. That way, when Kira saw it on the TV, he would be called out to kill somebody, the mm-hmm. person that was on the screen. And then when they did it, they would know what jurisdiction or what area Kira was living in. Yeah. So, they ended up finding that out.
0: So, here's what's really smart, too, because, like, well, not really smart, but, like, you're talking about morality, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, L gets onto the screen in these certain regions, and he's like, hi, this is my name blank, L blank, right? And I'm coming after you, I dare you to try to kill me, yada, 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 like, do it on live TV. And... L is not a criminal. L is just a detective. And he was challenging Light. And Light, or known as Kira now, like, was like, okay. And it kills this dude on live TV. This guy wasn't a criminal. Right. He was only he was challenging his... guy. Challenging his idea of God. Go figure, it wasn't really L. You know, it was obviously a challenge. And the guy ended up being a criminal. So it's like, in a sense, the morality ended up being okay. Because he still just killed a criminal. Yeah, but, but he still just he killed a he, random person. Yeah, that he didn't know. He didn't know what that guy's crimes were. So now that they know the region of where Kira is and the times are, L is really determined that he's a high school student and that he has access to police information because of the things that are happening based on how the investigation is going.
1: And it turns out that Light's dad is a detective on the case.
0: We also end up finding out that the FBI is involved in this case for some reason. So, like, I know Interpol was mentioned in the beginning, but, like, why is the FBI over here doing their own investigation did l invite them like it was never really clarified
1: well it doesn't make sense why the fbi would be involved in a case when they're i mean about all these cases that are linked in japan in the first place yeah right it's really weird but not at the fbi like he's not killing american prisoners the fbi starts looking into who could possibly be kira and they start following people to check out stuff like who could be involved in the police i Mm -hmm. guess or who could be linked i think
0: l like leaked information to the fbi and told them like hey follow any of the detectives high school students that are in this area and i think that's how you end up finding out that he's being followed by an fbi person
1: so like figures out how to get rid of his tails i guess you could say
0: and this is where i kind of like briefly mentioned that ryuk offers him his eyes because it would have made it easier but Light's got this sense that he's going to be God, so he needs to live as long as possible. He's not willing to give up any of his years. So he devises a plan, tricking him into killing not only himself, but the rest of the FBI agents that are in Japan at the time.
1: Which was actually really ingenious. Right? Yeah. Super smart. That plan, any little thing could have gone wrong with that plan, but it didn't. And it was really, really intricate. And he ended up, being able to succeed and pull off getting all the other names Mm -hmm. and photos of the other FBI agents that were in Japan. Yep. So it was like, wow, good job. In a way. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's really smart. And like, he can tear pages out of the notebook and have other people write on them. And it gives them access to the Death Note in a sense.
1: They would also be able to see Ryuk too. Mm Mm-hmm. But... And Ryuk ends up just kind of hanging out behind Light because he has to be with him until the notebook is destroyed or uh, Light dies, basically. Mm-hmm. So he's just kind of hanging out, watching everything that happens.
0: He's actually intrigued because, like, he's been so bored in the other world. He gets made fun of because he dropped his notebook in Earth, and they're like, "Why would he do that? There's nothing to do down there." Well, he's actually really having a good time and he following Light. Apples. Yeah, and he loves apples. Should have got me like apples. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> things end up taking a turn for the worse like as most killers seem to be going like they they start out their first killings are really clean and then people start to kind of get like rhythms or something like you end up learning their patterns as like their killings go and what they're looking for and why they're doing it well after all the fbi agents die the wife of one of the fbi agents who used to be an fbi agent a really good one really yeah starts like hunting light down too because she thinks she found something out The killing at this one bus stop that was supposed to be a hijack, she thinks is actually legitimately part of the death note and not an accident because her husband was involved with it. And because of that, she's going to go give that information to the police, but ends up running into light at the police station. And he learns, like, in a weird way, this is the only person who knows the truth, and he needs to find a way to, like, get rid of her.
1: Right. I don't know how he's going to do that, though. I mean... Obviously, it wouldn't be that hard, but, I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's going to probably make some crazy plan in order to get rid of her and make it seem like it was an accident had nothing to do with him and all this stuff. But he was so smooth about getting her to talk about yeah. everything. Like, I guess you just – you wouldn't suspect a high school kid to be well, the killer.
0: No, like, and, and he plays the fact that he's a high school kid. He plays the fact that his dad's the head detective on the case, and so she, I think, feels slightly safer around him knowing yeah. that, like – Oh, he's a kid of a cop. He must be good. The only thing I can think of that he has to worry about is he wasn't the only one to meet her when she came in saying she needed to talk to these head detectives. She was also trying to talk to, like, the yes. receptionist desk at the office. Right. So, like, I think the same thing he did with the FBI agent he's going to have to do with her where it's going to have to happen in a weird way a little time afterwards so that he really isn't suspected of the killing. So, we get left off with Light talking to the FBI agent's wife, and you end up learning her name, but you don't know when or if he's going to kill her.
1: I don't remember him getting her name.
0: Yeah, her name's Maki, whether or not that's her true name or not.
1: Yeah, because he got her name and phone number. Yeah. That way she could call his dad, supposedly. Or he can, like, pass
0: the message along and stuff like that, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. That way his dad could call her.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, he knows her name and he knows her face we get left off there
1: i'm excited to see what happens next though i think it'll be really cool
0: i do too i'm super enjoying the show
1: and i'm really enjoying the art style and i think the whole thing was very sharp you Mm -hmm. know the story and everything is really well put together and it flows really nicely too so i'm intrigued to see what happens next it should be a book series not a manga series but like a book series i think that would be really cool too
0: you know it probably would be a really good book series really in-depth like novel yeah i I would read the heck out of that just so some like key things about the the manga and the show it was serialized in shonen jump of course because it seems we really like shonen jump animes (laughs) um it was serialized in 2003 to 2006 as i mentioned before it's licensed by viz media here in north america
1: the anime aired October third in two thousand six to June two thousand seven and has thirty seven episodes.
0: Which is actually really crazy because so if it last finished in two thousand seven, where we're at like two ten years ago when this thing was out.
1: We're a little behind, behind the times crazy <laughs> I wasn't in high school then. I was in high school in two thousand two. So it must have just been on T V later or something you know maybe I was streaming it
0: where was I no I graduated in 2006 but I graduated like June of 2006 so I was in college too when it came out
1: yeah yeah
0: then again I didn't watch a whole lot of anime when I was in high school or college
1: yeah so either way it also has various video games that have been published by Konami for the Nintendo DS so if anybody's interested or Mm -hmm. if anybody's played them you can let us know what they were like yeah
0: please do so here's where things for me get a little interesting there's been three live action films for this in Japan
1: I heard that they were terrible, though.
0: Yeah, I think they probably <laughs> were. Um, if you guys wanted to, you can watch the TV drama series of Death Note. That's on Crunchyroll, and that's a live action as well.
1: they are also making a new live action for Netflix.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a Netflix original. And for the most part, everything that's been Netflix original that I've watched has been really good.
1: Right, I'm really excited. So
0: I'm hopeful, just based on the fact that it's a Netflix original and not just some random show they're picking up
1: and it's supposed to it all we have is that it, it's set to release in 2016 which is now so they got we're a couple almost, months left yeah i was like we're almost at the end of the year so
0: uh, um they don't have a preview out yet but if you were to search it on uh, i'm sorry not on Crunchyroll, but on netflix you can actually see a photo saying like death note and it gives a brief summary nice of the show yeah we'll have so to
1: check it out i'd watch it
0: it's tabs there it's just not ready to go yet yeah i'm but, hoping they got three months
1: it's probably going to be pretty soon if they have a, a photo for it now, like, mm-hmm. a, like a waiting slot. You yeah, know I mean? exactly. Another anime that I would watch is a baby metal anime that's coming out. If
0: you guys don't remember us talking about that before, it's a weird like heavy metal band that dresses as babies, right?
1: They dress like babies? Yeah. Is that oh, that one? Which one is that? They don't dress like babies. Is this the
0: one with the dude who dresses in no. cosplay? <laughs> Which one is that one?
1: It's J-pop mixed with like death metal. They don't dress oh. like babies. <laughs>
0: and I can't remember. Is it an all-girl group?
1: Yeah, it's three girls, and then they have a backup band.
0: Do you know what is coming on? Like, what, what, Crunchyroll, Hulu, does it have any kind of destination yet?
1: No, not yet. All we know is that Warner Brothers Digital Studio is doing it, along with Amuse USA. Um, and it's going to be a short anime series. It's going to debut first in the U.S. And we also know the plot, kind of. It says, the world of heavy metal is under attack, but the god Kitsune creates the warrior band baby metal to fight for them so
0: it's kind of like that one cartoon show that was on cartoon network that like the rock band that like went around i swear didn't they like go around killing people
1: metalocalypse
0: yeah
1: i guess isn't it
0: kind of it's gonna be kind of like that right
1: (laughs) maybe what was that show about (laughs) that was not a i mean it, I, it they
0: it was a <laughs> can funny... you formulate some words no. for me please <laughs> it,
1: it was a funny death metal band show that's all.
0: okay that was it they didn't have like some weird like backup like rock powers
1: <laughs> i mean kind of but no <laughs>
0: i think like the one episode i saw like, they went on to like an alien ship and they like live in a volcano or some stuff don't they
1: yeah but they don't have like powers
0: oh see well if you live in a volcano <laughs> and you can get on like into an alien ship i feel like you should have some powers to go along with those things maybe i'm just saying so at least it can be similar to that i imagine specifically if it's going to be like a u.s anime too yeah so i'm a little scared for that being that like we were discussing voltron being a u.s based anime on netflix with dreamworks being the animators behind it so is this going to be similar or is it going to actually have an anime feel
1: i don't know amuse is like a really big anime corporation in japan but this is one of their lower corporations amuse usa so it's possible but I don't know we'd have to wait till it comes out they've announced it on their instagram though that's how i knew about it
0: okay but we have no release dates so if we ever get one we'll keep you guys updated with that in future episodes i'm sure there's a short teaser that we watched on uh, youtube for resident evil vendetta it's a full cg movie produced by takashi shimizu who created the grudge wait what what do you mean that's gonna work out i think really well
1: You made it sound like that was a bad thing.
0: No, I was confused. I didn't read that part of the notes. So, like, I read that it was a CG movie made by this dude, but I didn't realize that he did the grudge. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. It should work out pretty yeah. well. Yeah. And the trailer looked pretty good. It's short for being a, n- a nice little teaser, obviously, but CG looked awesome. It did. It made me
1: think of all the the last CG movies that have been coming out, like the ones for, well, obviously the Final Fantasy movie, Mm -hmm. and then um, Space Pirate Captain Harlock. Which was
0: really good, but that's an older one.
1: Well, yeah, but still, it's an all-CG movie, you know? It's yeah. not that old, but it's amazing.
0: still older. But either way, I look forward to actually seeing a full trailer release of this. Um, I mean, It's it's coming out pretty soon. It uh, well, well, soon enough. Yeah.
1: In spring 2017 is when it comes out in Japan in theaters. And then we'll probably just get like a DVD release or something like something, that. Something, but, but we'll, we'll get it. It's going to be an original story based around the events from Resident Evil 1. So at least if you've ever played the games, you should feel some familiar vibes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we saw from the trailer that we get leon chris and a bunch of zombies which is also really cool
0: zombies like that's a given right yeah well it's it's what kind of zombies you end up getting the question
1: because in like resident evil 5 and on they weren't necessarily zombies they were just like ill people
0: creatures of like weird (laughs) crap yeah like experiments gone wrong
1: right but yeah the zombies when they were showing them in the trailer looked really cool i hope it's a scary movie yeah because i could use some more of that in my life
0: i know you can and you're a big Resident Evil fan in general, at least of the games, mm-hmm. more so than the movies themselves. I didn't mind the movies too much. I played some of the games, so I I think I look forward to this, and I'll watch it. I would imagine it being based off the direct the the guy who produced The Grudge. Like it should be scary or right. scarier at least. Than I think it will be the actual like live action movies.
1: Well, no, that's the thing too. I think it'll be better than a live action movie mm-hmm. because you can do so much more with CG. Just with yeah. camera angles and lights and shadows and yeah, I don't know, just effects in general, mm-hmm. you know. So I think it has got a lot of potential.
0: Kinda of sticking with uh, death and things of that nature. We got a little update for Death Stranding. Hideo Kojima is not talking much about his upcoming game, but recently he shed just a little bit of light on the topic.
1: Well, what did he say? <laughs>
0: Well played, thank you. The game will be an action game with an with an open world, so that's really good news. So was, did he, he did Silent Hill, right?
1: Kojima? Yeah. No.
0: Oh, uh, he was going to. He
1: was doing Silent Hills yeah. with Norman Reedus before it got shut down.
0: Okay, so I imagine open world's part of uh, Hideo's thing because a lot of the Metal Gears are open world. The last one he worked on before he got let go was open world and really good.
1: Well, they weren't always open world, No, but he realized that that was a good way to go because it makes it more epic.
0: He's sticking with it. Yeah. He says it gives players a degree of freedom, but it also has story elements that you would expect from a Kojima game. Which is cool. I haven't finished Metal Gear Solid yet, but from what I had played, it was really good in terms of story. I think almost a little too much. Yeah. Certain times, like when you get more story than game, it's kind (laughs) of like, I don't (laughs) Um, know if I want to keep going.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of a normal thing, though, for a metal gear game yeah. Like i remember the first one i played i was like oh my god is this a movie <laughs> what the heck's going on <laughs> yeah. i didn't
0: really know it also it will have an online element to it we just don't know how big it's going to be yet i'm curious if it's going to be more like pvp oriented or if it's going to kind of do what like just cause does where it's you see how far you can parachute and track it and compare it to other people
1: i hope it's more like that because with the way that it looks i can't imagine it being like an MMO kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't don't understand how that would work.
0: This little extra note, I guess maybe will give us a little bit more insight. The game will have action and combative elements, but he wants the game to create link strands, if you will, between players, instead of them trying to knock each other out. So maybe it's going to be like an open world, cooperative type, like, online game, if you want it to be.
1: Yeah, like maybe there's different dimensions or different Something. parallels well, kind of things.
0: You're going to be creating strands with people. So,
1: right. huh.
0: I don't know. Kojima finished his little tidbit that he gave out that I'm aiming for a new type of action with Death Stranding. i like to offer the next step. The future of gaming.
1: The future. future. The future is now.
0: It is. And with him, I'm sure it's going to be amazing.
1: I hope so. it would be really cool. Like That little teaser that we saw was really interesting. Very intriguing. But I have no idea what it's about. So
0: It's about oil and babies.
1: Was it oil? I think it was blood, wasn't it? I don't it?
0: know. It just looked black. Oh, maybe it was oil. It's about oil, oils. Then. oils. It's about oil, babies, and flying octopuses.
1: They were not octopi. What were they? I don't know. They oh. were just like people Tentacle. in robes. Was that what they were? I
0: saw tentacles, man. There was no And tentacles. they were on a beach.
1: Yeah, but there was no tentacles. I guess
0: I'm <laughs> not remembering the trailer.
1: No, there was the five cloaked figures up in the sky. And then hmm. they disappeared
0: i'm just saying man i think when the game comes out i'm gonna buy the heck out of it and we're gonna play it
1: yeah i was i was gonna try to play off of your next step the future of gaming thing by saying that we could take a step back onto our next one i guess i still can i kind of just did so okay we're gonna take a step back now because we have um something coming out that's a blast from the past i I want it actually i do too yeah so the nes classic is being re-released in a way yeah. Um it's a mini version though and the games are going to be pre-installed into it. it. Comes out November 11th and it's going to be 60 bucks, which isn't that much because that's like the cost of a normal game nowadays. Yeah. You get 30 classic games including Super Mario 1 through 3, The Legend of Zelda 1 and 2, Castlevania 1 and 2, Final Fantasy, Metroid and one of my favorites Bubble Bobble,
0: which we've beaten together.
1: Yeah. So, that's kind of exciting and Another exciting thing is that there are save points in all of the games. You get four different slots to save your progress for each game. Why are you counting? He's counting on his fingers. Why are you counting on your fingers? I'm
0: counting on my fingers because, all right, so we mentioned 10 games. I'm curious what the other 20 are going to be. Oh. You think we'll get a pad and one we'll of the Olympics? No. That was one of my favorite games. On I the, used to the love NES. that
1: little pad, but it never worked for me because I broke it. Kind of like the DDR Good job. pad after. Way to go. I ran too hard. <laughs>
0: I can see that. You,
1: you
0: you go too high with your knees.
1: <laughs> I do. I'm not a good runner. Instead
0: of doing, like, the quick little steps like you're supposed to do, she probably, like, fully ran on the pad.
1: <laughs> and I never ran again. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm curious what the other 20 games are going to be, man. There's a
1: lot of games on there. They're they're pretty cool. But those ones are the big ones because those are classics. And it makes me excited because I was going to – I have most of those already mm-hmm. on our, our little NES shelf. but. yeah i had wanted to get them all for the ds but i didn't want to pay five dollars for each one, and one right you know and so or
0: have like the space for those too? right yeah so yeah. i
1: just never did so this will give me a way to be able to play them again mm-hmm. without having to spend all that money which
0: is going to be awesome
1: yeah um, and it's adorable this little this console fits like in your hand it doesn't fit in the palm mm, of your hand really but it fits in your hand do
0: you think it'd be portable with like to hook it up to a laptop or something
1: Maybe. I don't know. Like All an, I know is that you don't actually put the games in. Well, you have because, to already pre-download
0: it on there, right? Right. So oh. even
1: though it has the little slot for it, it doesn't open. It's just meant for looks.
0: I'm curious if like you were to get like a power cable and plug it in and then hook like HDMI to it, to the TV, yeah. or to like a laptop, you, you could, could play it that way.
1: That'd be pretty awesome. Because then
0: you could be truly mobile with this new NES Mini thing. Right. Nintendo, make sure you have HDMI hookups or yeah. USB hookups for rgb and stuff like that man
1: right yeah please, that's please, a really please. good idea
0: i'm just saying man that'd be awesome
1: it would because
0: like you know those long train rides we did when we were in london can you yes! imagine being able to have played many that would awesome. games because that was the only reason why to get it onto a ds because you can play them while traveling
1: i did read though that with the new updates to the software and stuff like that because mm-hmm. you know it's now 2016 the graphics look how they were originally supposed to look and before you know the tvs couldn't necessarily support the mm-hmm. games so now everything looks better than it did back in the day. That's so, so cool. So everything's like nice and crisp and clear, mm-hmm. and it's like how it's supposed to look. So actually, it was. I'm excited. It's going to be really neat.
0: I'm. We're definitely buying one.
1: Yeah. If anybody's interested, N-O-T-L-G, the Night of the Living Geeks network, which is our little network here, they have a new podcast called Retrofecta, in which they actually play the three main pillars of Nintendo, like The Legend of Zelda.
0: Mario and the olympics and the, the pad. olympics
1: no not the olympics they don't play, <laughs> they don't play the olympics but um at metroid i know they're playing metroid that's cool so if anybody's interested check out those there's a few episodes out otherwise we'll be playing our own games pretty soon in november
0: yeah definitely and we'll give you guys a follow-up sticking back with previous generation games and whatnot but not so previous because i mean it it's one generation behind the newest Pokemon.
1: So, like, the recent past?
0: <laughs> the recent past, yeah. The, re-
1: <laughs> <laughs> the not-so-distant past?
0: Yeah, I thought you were going to say future. I was going like, no, to. No, not yeah. right. You know, just a random side note, because I thought this was really cool when I found it. Uh, Pokemon player completed the Pokedex without ever collecting a badge in Pokemon X. Oh. Okay, see, that's where things get a little weird. I guess there's things that you can do now to, like, trade Pokemon and collect items and trade with other people.
1: Oh. I do remember you being able to do that before Mm -hmm. when you had to have the cable, though. You could link the Game Boys together.
0: Yeah. Well, something kind of similar to that. The person's name was Matt Johnson, and he was able to stay in the starting zone and just farm his Pokemon. And he would capture anything he could. And I guess there's a thing you can use in Pokemon X called Wonder Trade. And you can trade Pokemon for a random one in return. Oh. And so he would just hard farm like Pidgeys and Rattatas probably. Yeah. Trade them in and potentially get something back that was awesome.
1: Oh, geez. That must have taken... It's like catching A long eggs, time. With like yeah. Pokemon Go. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And
0: hoping for something random, right? So after he ran out of balls, money and he had no more pokemon for his wonder trade because you can't capture anything else
1: mm-hmm.
0: he didn't quit right at that point you kind of go well, what the heck am i gonna do yeah so he used something that i guess is technically legal within pokemon it wasn't cheating like everything he did was legit where he used something called pokemon global link it's a service which provides players poke miles so for trades, you spend the miles for rare candies, evolution stones, happiness berries, and pokeballs.
1: Where do you get the miles?
0: So you, I Is guess, from walking. Like trade them in. Trade So like, you get for every, the miles for your trades. So when yeah. you trade Pokemon's with the wonder trade, you get poke miles in return for that.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Then So by doing that, he was able to get rare candies to evolve his Pokemon up. He was getting the stones, which he would really need to evolve oh like God. a Pikachu to a Raichu and what stuff like that. What happened in
1: the Pokemon world since I've been gone? I
0: know, right? That's what I'm saying. I was reading <laughs> all this, and I was this? like, holy crap, how is that even possible? But it's all legit. It's all things that really happen. And so then at that point, he got so far with those that he went to Reddit, and he began making trades with people on our Pokemon trades. Now, you know that story where like the guy traded a paperclip for... Yeah. A race car, and they traded the race car in for a bigger car, and they traded in for a phone, and so on until he got like a house. Well, this guy basically did the same thing. He traded little Pokemon for bigger Pokemon, and bigger Pokemon for even bigger Pokemon. He went to a special event at the GameStop to get a legendary, and then he traded that for a bunch of regular Pokemon instead. So he probably traded that one legendary for like fifty other pokemon right which is really smart yeah so he never really went within the realm of cheating he just worked the system
1: this guy's going places right matt johnson here (laughs) people he's gonna be president one of these days
0: probably with this kind of attitude this guy's gonna solve like world hunger
1: you know what though no he's gonna be smart and just like abuse wall street or something Something, right the stocks yeah yeah why would you be president when you could just be rich
0: right (laughs) so all in all to complete the pokedex it took him two years wow 837 total hours of collecting trading trading cl- using pokemon so, to get evolution stones
1: my question is did he start with the intention of trying to fill up yes a Pokedex? this was his goal the wow. whole time that's just ridiculous he, he
0: said one of the biggest challenges was the fact that like when he got to the point where he was leveling his pokemon because he needs to get them to evolve was them not listening because he didn't collect a single badge yeah so, you know, like once you get past like level 10 or whatever Pokemon stuff to like listen to you, like you have to level 10 badge or whatever and so on and so forth. Right. So he said that was like his biggest challenge.
1: Man. Matt Johnson. 837 you're amazing.
0: hours. Yeah. That's insane.
1: It is. That's ridiculous. That's like a job. That's like a full-time job right there. That's half a year's worth. That's a lot of hours.
0: For pride. Yeah. Like.
1: Right? Just because. Yeah. Why not?
0: This doesn't top the next story though. Why not? Because it seems like you're addicted. I shouldn't never have showed her this video. Oh. It's so insane that like <laughs> it doesn't it trumps Pokemon in her mindset, I'm sure.
1: Oh no well, no, I mean they're they're both pretty up there. I would play Pokemon while listening to the song.
0: I regret to showing her this song.
1: And the song that we're talking about is this new viral video that everybody should have seen by now. The pen pineapple apple pen song from Picotaro. Okay. So this video has at, at the time that I wrote this, which was two weeks ago from now, I guess, it's got 17 million views since it debuted in August, and that was not very long ago. No. That's just ridiculous. It's a really short song with this eccentric-looking guy, Japanese guy. He's wearing this bright yellow python-print pajamas and a leopard-print scarf, and you're just like, is this a real song? What is this guy... A legit guy like what is yeah this? what's going what, on why you know <laughs> and it's amazing but it's actually a character created by this comedian named Kazuhiko Kosaka he created this character Picotaro, and it's just like other people other comedians make characters like Sasha Baron Cohen and Borat and or stuff.
0: Ollie I think he also does Ollie G which right. is like the Showtime show right yeah. yeah yeah so
1: it's like if you know they created a song and put a music video out mm-hmm. so it's not real but it's real in a way, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. But it's amazing. it <laughs> has got like
0: 17 million views.
1: Yeah. And it's not his only song. I but, regret
0: ever watching this video.
1: But it's the only song that he has in English. So, you know, you, if you don't understand Japanese, you're not going to necessarily get the little quips. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I, I don't know. It's just so catchy it's and funny. happy. I love
0: it. It's really funny.
1: Pen, pineapple, apple pen. I have an apple... <laughs> i have a pen
0: i'm shutting off this recording Aww.
1: no Apple pen oh
0: my god <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know it but i'm dying on the inside i got
1: the dance down and everything
0: dun, <laughs> oh dun, you should do this for karaoke dun, dun. <laughs> On to a happier hey, note oh well, not you know, really happier you note. know
1: speaking of karaoke though no I'm, yeah at work what about i'm it? gonna do the pokemon theme song at our work karaoke competition oh that's
0: right and you're also going to dress up in cosplay for it i am
1: so it's going to be amazing and i'm sure one of the managers is going to post a video i would but we're not allowed to bring phones in so well
0: i can't so if if there's a chance for me to get over oh, there i will
1: Oh, that's right
0: depends i'll have to find out what day you're actually doing it um
1: so look forward for that
0: yes to get back to because i am weird real world things by the way we had talked to you guys about like vr events that happened in tokyo oh and, yeah the adult vr yeah the adult vr stuff well this isn't necessarily adult vr but it's a new dating vr simulator so it's like the pre-step to the adult vr
1: <laughs> the pre-var
0: <laughs> the pre-var pre-var no that's not what I'm. the pre-date a pre-vr the pre
1: <laughs> pre pre-vr i don't know what uh, i was it's... trying to say no i don't know in either. in my head it seemed like something was gonna happen yeah but it no didn't.
0: not quite <laughs> your motor skills weren't fully functional yeah so anyway (laughs) the vr was exhibited at the tokyo game show september 15th to the 18th so i mean this is a little while ago compared to this episode these were notes i had for an episode that we couldn't release um
1: (laughs) we could not release it
0: no um it was titled noha love checker or in english brainwave love checker so players don the vr headset there are sensors that measure your brainwaves after being introduced to the cast of eligible female characters, the game analyzes your mental activity and determines who you most were interested in and then puts you on a virtual date.
1: Interesting, right? Well, does it make that person like perfect for you or is it like a legit date that could go bad? I think bad? It,
0: the way it makes it sound like you get 6 females who are introduced to you based on the characteristics and looks of them and based on how your brain activates To each one of them, oh, well, she was nice, but this one was better, or this one really got my attention. Like, it chooses that that one for you. I
1: I got that, but I'm saying when you go on the date. Uh, is it an automatically good date, or can it go badly?
0: I didn't say. Oh, okay. My assumption is it was going to be perfect date no matter what.
1: Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. That's no fun at all. Who
0: knows? Yeah. So, the pros and cons. How can you
1: have the electronic rejection? <laughs> there won't ever
0: be a... Like, it's the Japanese. They don't want to be rejected.
1: Everybody needs to be rejected, though. <laughs> like, at least at one point. Otherwise, you're going to live in an imperfect... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to live with unrealistic well, expectations. Well, this is
0: what I'm trying to say to you. So, all right. So, there's the pros and the cons of this, right? So, pros. It could be optimistic and say the game has the potential to help players determine the true nature of their wants and needs in a relationship.
1: Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Uh, okay.
0: Right. But here's the the flip side of that, the con, Right. It also, on the other spectrum, removing anything resembling effort from the proceedings encourages unhealthy, unrealistic expectations about being owed the girlfriend of your dreams. Yeah. So if you don this VR headset and you find this girl and she's everything you want and your date goes perfect as you're pretty much expecting it to, you're going to go into the real world and you're going to expect to find that. And you're probably not. Right. Because there's, there's always some flaw. So. do I don't don't like it. I don't know either. Yeah. You're better off just getting adult VR.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Because then it's not like a relationship.
0: No. It really isn't.
1: It's an encounter. But
0: that's the thing. Like a lot of Japanese games are dating sim games.
1: But they're not perfect dating sim games. Are they not? No. You go out and you attempt to date people, but sometimes they'll reject you and sometimes they won't. Well, then I
0: think this is probably going to be similar.
1: Well that would make more Based sense. Based on your brain
0: waves it's gonna put you on a date who you would most be wanting to go on a date with, but it probably doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna succeed.
1: Yeah. It's only it was oh, just well tested then...
0: there. It wasn't it didn't really go into full detail.
1: Yeah. Well then maybe it'll help people realize that they have unrealistic expectations? expectations. Yeah. Yeah,
0: probably. Huh. Maybe See this
1: could be a good thing. It could be. It's possible. We won't
0: know until we get the full details of the specs of the game. One day. One day we will rule <laughs> all with V R. I want to get it when it comes off for of PlayStation.
1: The dating game?
0: No. Oh. VR.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to fly uh, X-Wings and stuff with my mind.
1: <laughs> with mind bullets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's enough for this episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure you guys find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Super Cast.
1: You can subscribe, rate, and review to us. Review to us. <laughs> review to us, yes. No. Subscribe to us rate us, and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music, please?
0: Please. If you guys end up having any information because, say, somehow you guys went to that convention in Japan that had the VR sun dating, make sure you guys send us a happy email at superzugoycast at gmail.com.
1: You can also check out our shirts and other stuff at notlg.spreadshirt.com. We're actually going to work on a couple new designs, so... You'll hopefully see them soon.
0: Keep an eye out. Check us out on, like we were talking about earlier, Net of Living Geeks or com. It's our host site. Find some great podcasts like Retrofecta.
1: Yeah, like Trifecta.
0: Like Trifecta, but it's retro, so it's...
1: It's Retro Trifectas. I don't it's know. the three pillars of Nintendo.
0: Make sure to check us out on our host site, Night of Living Geeks, com, where you can find great podcasts like Retrofecta.
1: Also, thank you to Alex Barosa for our music. Check the link for more of his stuff.
0: Bye! Bye. Night of the Living po-